Welcome to The Accelerators. Here for you are a series of tried and tested and proven real-world ideas to help you create and enjoy a business and a life of choice. The Accelerators, because success loves speed. And now we come to the interview of the month. I'm delighted to bring you the interview I carried out with Kathleen Gage. Let me tell you a little bit about Kathleen. Kathleen is known as the Street Smarts Marketer. She's recognized as a creative and effective internet marketing advisor who works with spiritually-minded coaches, speakers, authors, and consultants who are ready to turn their knowledge into money-making products and services. She does this by teaching them e-product development, internet marketing, multimedia program development, self-publishing skills, teleseminar development, and developing mentoring courses they can offer to their clients. Kathleen is an award-winning speaker and business owner who has hundreds of books, e-products, teleseminars and interviews to her credit. Her four hard copy books are 101 Ways to Get Your Foot in the Door, Message of Hope, Inspirational Thoughts for Uncertain Times and Workplace Miracles, Inspiring Stories and Thoughts of Possibility and her best-selling book, The Law of Achievement. She's also the author of her signature series, Street Smarts Marketing and Promotions. Today, Kathleen is going to share insights into the truth about making money with teleseminars. We'll discover how teleseminars can help us build our businesses, increase market reach, and increase revenue like never before. So, let's go to the interview now. Well, hi, Kathleen. Great to speak to you again. I really appreciate you sparing so much time for me. How's life with you at the moment? Life with me at the moment is fantastic. You know, first of all, I have to say the best part of life is I've got my health. And once you have your health, you have everything. And business is going great, so things are good. Excellent news. I'm glad to hear it. So can we sort of start with you telling me a little bit about yourself and your business and what you actually do? Well, I'm an author, I'm a professional speaker, and I'm an internet marketer that focuses on helping speakers, authors, coaches, and consultants to gain visibility within their market, primarily using the tools of the internet, and also developing information products based on their area of expertise. Now, what's interesting is my business didn't start that way. I started my business 15 years ago, so obviously there was no internet as we know it today. And at that point, I was a corporate trainer. I would get hired by corporations to go in and do team building, leadership, management, customer service, things of that nature. I was pretty much a generalist at that point in time. And I left a corporate environment to go into my own business. So I had experience within the corporate environment and the mentality that goes with that. And so I brought a lot to the table on that level. As I progressed in my business, I found that I really wanted to get into more training and speaking with small businesses. And so I went from having a contract with a national seminar company, actually had the opportunity to go to the UK on a couple of occasions, which was wonderful. The fish and chips were great. (laughs) If I ever go back, that's what I always go back for. But for four years, I was on the road quite a bit where I knew airports and hotel rooms better than I knew my own home. I really found that I was missing that home environment. And so I decided to uh, end the contract and started working very much on building a business in my local market and still some nationally. But primarily I was building business in the Salt Lake market, which is where I lived, Salt Lake, Utah, and did quite well during the time that I was working on my business. So well, in fact, that a company invited me to join their organization as a branch manager. Within a month, I was promoted to vice president of operations. Wow. And my job was to gain visibility for the company. And it was just at the beginning of really being able to understand how the internet could work in marketing. 
And I actually coordinated a career expo. It was a huge expo where we had about 2,000 people who came to this event. We had companies that were looking to hire people, and this was the vehicle they were going to use to do so. We managed to use the Internet to market this event in addition to traditional marketing and started with no budget at all, and we actually ended up making $188,000 on the back end net profit. And much of that I attribute to what we were doing with email marketing. And nobody was doing it at the time. I think that's why it worked so well. It was such a novelty. And after I left that company, went back into my own business and started going further and further into the internet, found that I just really had a knack for it. I did everything I could to learn what I could. And did quite well. I actually did an Amazon campaign for a book that I had. It went to bestseller on Amazon. I was getting into teleseminars and finding that the internet was probably one of the most effective ways when used properly to market a business. And then about three years ago, I decided to leave the Salt Lake market and move up to Eugene, Oregon. And what was interesting is I really thought that I could use the model that I had in Salt Lake to build my business here in Eugene, because I was doing a lot of brick-and-mortar business at that time using the Internet to promote. And what happened was I was an unknown entity here in the Eugene market, very well-known in Salt Lake, unknown in the Eugene market, couldn't get business to save my life. And I had one of two choices, close my business down or go further into what my passion was, which was the Internet. And I have to say... That one roadblock was the greatest blessing in my life because I immersed myself in the Internet, and now my business does better than it's ever done before. And it's interesting because during these times of supposed recession, which I know there is a recession going on for a lot of people, but my business has not felt that at all. That's in a nutshell what my business has been about over the last 15 years. And what's interesting is I'm starting to see a correlation between what happened after 9-11 where the economy really tanked for a lot of people. And that was a period where many people gave up. They said, okay, obviously the economy is bad. I have to close my doors. I have to do whatever. Well, there was a whole group of people who were saying, okay, if this is the way things are, what do I need to do to continue to grow my business? And I'm seeing a lot of similarities between that time period and this time period with many people. And the beauty of the Internet today, and specifically teleseminars, we can actually reach more of our market for a lot less money and increase our return on investment more than ever before if people are willing to lay a solid foundation. And, and that's really what I teach people is how to lay the foundation of their business and how to use teleseminars to reach their market. Has that always been part of your business model? No, actually it has not. I started using teleseminars probably about six or seven years ago. And coming from a training background, it wasn't too much of a stretch for me to go from speaking on the platform to using teleseminars as a way to train my market. The thing, though, is my very first teleseminar was a complete flop. And the reason it was a flop is I didn't really put into the equation some of the elements that you really need to know about putting on teleseminars. And the first one I had, I used it as a vehicle to sell a live event, a, a two-day boot camp. And the boot camp was going to be $895. I was very well known in the Salt Lake market. I could have commanded that money in the Salt Lake market. But I thought, okay, let's expand our reach and let's see if we can bring people in from other areas. Well, myself and my business partner, we decided we were going to host this free teleseminar. We got about 50 people on the call, which for that time period in my business was great. I never really done the teleseminars to have 
more than 10 people on a call. So, and now if I don't have a thousand on a call, I'm kind of disappointed. So we had 50 people and one of the hooks that we had, one of the ethical bribes we had was that everybody who got on the call, regardless of whether they came to our boot camp or not, would get an hour of free consulting. Well, that was a huge mistake because 50 people signed up, 50 people showed up, and 50 people took us up on the pre-consulting, and one person bought into the boot camp. The reason we did not sell the boot camp was we didn't give enough lead time. We didn't equate into the whole formula that people had to fly into the area. People had to put themselves up in a hotel. We weren't as well-known nationally as we were in the Salt Lake market. So there were a lot of elements that were really mistakes, if you will, but I learned very quickly. It's like you make one mistake like that, you give up 50 hours of your time for free, you're going to learn very quickly, hopefully. (laughs) Very true. The next time around, I didn't offer the free hour coaching. What I did is I promoted this teleseminar, got 300 people on a second call, but what happened with this particular call is something technically went wrong, which you and I both know that sometimes that happens. Doesn't it just? Nobody could listen in. (laughs) Oh, dear. What I did is I recorded it, and I had learned enough about teleseminars by this point because I started studying it like a a crazy person. It was like I wanted to learn everything I could, bought a lot of programs on how to develop teleseminars, and at that time there weren't too many available, but I got my hands on everything I could, and I really fine-tuned it. One of the things I learned was you have to have a backup plan and a marketing plan for after the fact. Well, even though people couldn't listen in, the fact that I recorded it and I immediately went into marketing on the back end, I made $7,000 from that mistake, if you will. And from there, I've been growing and learning. And now if I have an hour free preview call and I don't make at least $20,000 on that preview call, something's wrong. And can you share with me what you'd consider a successful teleseminar and what that would have done, apart from what you've just said? You bet. I'll start with the secrets to success. The first secret to success is that I know my market. And I know that there's a certain revenue stream that I can generate from that market by providing great products and services. So that's one of the keys right there that many times people don't put into the equation. They offer something that their market doesn't want or they offer something to a market that doesn't want that particular item. They're targeting the wrong market. So the very first thing that I always recommend to people is you need to know who your market is. And if you don't know, you need to find out. Oftentimes people will build what we call an opt-in subscriber list and they do that by giving away ebooks or free teleseminars, whatever they're giving away, they start building a list. But they've never gone to their list to find out what's your greatest pain, what keeps you awake at night. And if you don't know that, you're not going to be able to provide a solution that would be appropriate for your market 99% of the time. You're basically creating in a vacuum. So the first thing is to know your market. Secondly, what is your area of expertise that you bring to the table that you can teach them something with? And then what you need to do is find out based on what you have to offer, who they are, what they really need, and if you are the solution. I've seen far too many people try to be a solution when they have no business doing that. One woman I was talking to recently wanted to sell internet marketing strategies to her market, and I said, well, how much money have you made through the internet? And she goes, none, but I heard it's a great way to make money by selling those kind of services. And I'm <laughs> like, well, if you're the one calling yourself an expert, you really should be an expert. And so I recommend that she find something else she could take to market, and she probably would do a lot better that way. Because it's unfortunate there's a lot of people trying to sell stuff that they know nothing about or they're not really the expert. 
So you find out what the pain point is. From there, you develop a topic that's going to be of interest to the market, and you test it. I don't recommend that somebody put together a six-month training program before they find out if somebody even wants to show up to a free call. So you put together a free call. You see what kind of response you get, but with that free call, you have to market some of the ways to market, which it's brilliant now with social networking. You have a lot of opportunity. You can market in Facebook, on Twitter, LinkedIn, Rise, any number of social networks are a great place to market. You can send out media releases, number of locations online that you can send it out to. There's PR Web, there's Expert Click, there's a number of great resources. Another thing that you can do is you can actually post on Craigslist, which is a very, very viable way to market events. How do you spell that, please, Kathleen? Craigslist is C-R-A-I-G-S-L-I-S-T dot com. Got it. And I don't know if it's in the UK. I do know that we use it a lot in the United States. Then you also have calendar listings. And then getting into a more in-depth part of marketing teleseminars, and this is more in the advanced level, and I actually teach this to my clients, is getting joint venture partners and getting affiliate partners. And basically affiliate partners, for those people who may not have ever heard that term, or they don't really understand it, is you have people who will sell for you, and they get paid on performance. Now, today I'm actually writing a whole bunch of checks, thousands of dollars worth of checks that I'm sending to my affiliates who have helped me to promote my events. And if they promote it, somebody in their list buys, then I write them a check. And it's a really nice formula to create a win-win all the way around. You're exposed to new markets, your affiliates can make money, they can bring something really valuable to their market. So the marketing happens. Then you have to deliver the call. You have to set up the call with the right technology. You have to record your call. You can actually sell that recording. You can have the recording turned into transcripts, and you can sell the transcripts, or you can give the transcripts away. It really depends on the whole purpose for your call. And then on the back end, you do have to market. I had an event recently where... If I had not marketed on the back end, I would have been leaving about $10,000 on the table. Really? I actually had sign-ups the day of the event starting. It was a four-week mentoring course on how to become an Amazon.com bestseller and how to market the Internet for your book. And if I would have just left it with one-time marketing, I would have left a lot of money on the table. And this is where I see a lot of people, they kind of let their guard down and they think they should only send out one message. You have to send reminders to people. So that's, in a nutshell, uh, the secrets of putting on a successful uh, teleseminar. As far as what do I consider a successful teleseminar, it really depends on the purpose for the call. If you're doing it to introduce a paid program, the evidence would be how many people signed up for the free program what was your conversion rate, and how much money did you make, and were people satisfied with what they got, and did you not have a lot of refunds? I've heard one train of thought that if you don't get a lot of refunds, it means you're not selling hard enough. I don't agree with that. I think that to get a lot of refunds means there's a disconnect in what you're doing. If you are trying to push something on somebody that they really don't need, I think that maybe going back to the drawing board would be a good idea and the drawing board of ethics It's like, why sell something to somebody they don't need, especially with a lot of what's going on in the economy today? You want to give people tools so that they can truly build their personal life and their professional life. And then if it's a teleseminar simply to inform people about a product or service and not sell anything, if people were really happy with the information, it was successful. It might be that a company 
provides a teleseminar for their client base and it's closed to the client base and their clients really feel like they got added value from the company, that would be a successful teleseminar. You've mentioned different types of teleseminars. One of the ones I'm doing fairly shortly is I'm actually doing it as a bonus for one of the products I'm selling. But what other different types of teleseminars could we have? The bonus teleseminar is a great idea. It's one way to constantly give added value. I've mentioned the preview call. This is the one that's really the cornerstone of my business. And I have to say where I learned this process, the essence of what I do today is after 9-11, I learned it in the brick and mortar environment. After 9-11, a lot of business fell off the table and many people were going bankrupt. And myself and three other professional speakers, we decided we didn't want to close our doors. We wanted to figure out how we could continue to make money in spite of the fact that no money was being made by most people in our industry. And it was interesting because in the industry of professional speaking, you are usually given a deposit to hold a date. The deposit can be as much as 50% of your speaking fee. And when you're talking thousands of dollars for a speaking fee, that's a substantial amount of money that you're holding. And after 9-11, a lot of clients were asking speakers to give the money back because they were in financial straits. Normally, you would say, no, the deposit is non-refundable. But in that case, it was pretty much the ethical thing to do was to give the money back. So myself and three other speakers, what we decided to do was start hosting free seminars. And I pretty much was the marketing person behind it. They were all great speakers, but they really didn't want to deal with the mechanics of marketing it. So I actually struck a deal with all of them that I would market the events and I would get a percentage of whatever they sold. And we were going to sell products back of the room based on whatever our expertise was. One happened to be a presentation coach. Another one was a woman on how to get a million dollars worth of free publicity. She had, in her lifetime, gotten over $100 million worth of free publicity. Another woman was an expert on building a small business. And then mine was how to market a business on a limited budget. And at that time, it was perfect. So we started promoting these free events, had hundreds of people who would show up to a seminar that they didn't have to pay for, and on the back end, they would actually be able to buy a one-day training or a home study course, and we were doing extremely well. That's the model I now use for the preview calls. People show up, I introduce them to a certain subject, and then on the back end, if they want to buy something, they can. That would be one type of teleseminar. Another one would be where you could actually get a number of experts who your market would be very interested in, and you create what's called an expert series. Now, in some cases, you may not charge for that. It's just providing extra information and added value to your market. In other cases, you may set it up where all the experts help to promote the series. They all get a share of whatever sold based on how much effort they put into it, and you can get the transcripts as a selling tool. You can turn all the series into ebooks. You could turn it into a book. So there's a number of things that you could do with an expert series. Another one would be where you actually are hired by a company to do the mechanics of a teleseminar. And as a matter of fact, I just got through doing one for my church where my minister was interviewing an author who's going to be coming in and doing a workshop. And that was my timing. I don't charge my church for that. I do it as my way of giving back. And I handled the behind-the-scenes stuff. I wasn't the speaker on the call. I basically pressed the buttons. And it worked beautifully for them because they just had to show up, do the presentation, and I took care of all the mechanics. You could get hired by companies to do that. Another thing that you might get hired for is where you are the expert 
company takes care of the mechanics. They actually have a third-party vendor, or maybe they have an in-house person who handles the mechanics, and you show up as the expert. Another way that you could actually use teleseminars and make money from teleseminars is where you contract out all your services. You do the behind-the-scenes, you do the marketing, you do the promotions, you do the speaking, and the company is creating added value either to their client base, to their staff, or for associations to their membership. I've been hired by associations working with membership chairs, teaching them strategies for gaining visibility for their organization and how to get more members in their organization and membership retention, because I used to do a lot of nonprofit work. And so there's all different ways that you can position the use of a teleseminar, and it's really a matter of your creativity and your skill set. That is a cracking list for anyone to take away. Now, we're getting fairly close to the end of our time together this time, and hopefully there'll be more than just this time. Can I ask you this? What do you see as the, let's say, the three big mistakes that people make when they start off doing teleseminars for the first time? Great question, Peter. Number one mistake is they don't know who their market is. They create in a vacuum. That would be number one mistake. Number two mistake is trying to sell an area of expertise they have no business selling. And I really have an issue with that because there's so many people out there that are claiming to be experts and they're not. Number three is they don't stick with it. They don't have a plan and they don't stick with it. And I will tell you, if you have a solid foundation, literally at the press of a button, you can make money. And that sounds so simple and so easy. And in many ways it is but the foundation can take months or years to develop. But with what I teach people, I help them cut the learning curve. I have one client that never sold anything over $200, and the entire year last year made very little money. In the last two weeks, she's made $25,000 from strategies that I taught her all around teleseminars. And I thought, wow, she's my superstar. And it's interesting because she at first didn't believe it could happen, and so we had to work on her belief system. So that would be another mistake they make is they don't check their belief systems. In a nutshell, those would be the primary ones. Excellent. And the one I like particularly is the one you say about people only teaching other people stuff they actually know. And the reason I mention that and agree with you so much is... It's so easy to talk about stuff you know about, and it's so darn difficult to talk about stuff you're not really an expert on. You know, it is, Peter, and another thing that makes a difference is if you're passionate about it. And when I really got how important the information I teach is, I mean, going from not making $200 on a sale to making $25,000, $24,000, in a two-week period for one of my clients, another client, for two years they were trying to make money on the Internet. They did one teleseminar, and they made something like $1,700, which, you know, for some people, they'd say, well, that's not a lot. Other people would say, that's huge. And going from nothing to 1700 with a few different strategies, I am thrilled when I can share information that really will make a difference. But the caveat to all of this is people have to apply the information because I know we've all bought programs where we get it and we get excited, we open it up and then we put it on a shelf and it becomes more of a dust collector than anything. You know, so there's effort that has to be put into all of this, but do something you're passionate about, do something you really know well and you get excited about teaching because why waste your time with anything else? Life's far too short for that. True indeed. Well, look, here's my final question. If there was one thing you could teach somebody, advise somebody, one skill, one attribute, one something that you would say, do this, be this, and it will make you more successful. What would it be and why that one, Kathleen? You know, 
That is such a great question, and recently I had an opportunity to do a teleseminar with my dear friend, colleague, and mentor, Willie Crawford, and we talked about that very thing. What does it take to be successful? Hang out with successful people, watch your mindset, and surround yourself with people who are going to raise you up. Also, define success for yourself. Success is not what somebody else has. It's what's important to you. And, you know, like myself, I live out in the country. I have a bunch of animals. I live near a river. I have a mini ranch, and I love it. And my house, I have to constantly clean it because my animals are all over the place. Some people would say that's not success to me, and that's fine. To me, it is. But if they have their definition of success, honor that. Because if you know what success means to you and you honor it, then you're going to truly be a happy person. And happiness is what I consider successful. Kathleen, that was just fantastic. So many ideas. I say I'm so enthused and inspired and invigorated to start doing tele-seminars again. So we'll definitely talk about that. What can I say? Thank you so much for sparing so much time and sharing so much expertise on the Achievers Edge. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. So what do we have to learn from what Kathleen had to say? Well, the key area Kathleen talked about was running tele-seminars, and it's obvious from what she said, this is creating major successes for her and her clients. She went through the secrets to success with tele-seminars and said, one, know your market and know what they want. Two, ask your market, what's your greatest pain? Three, know what is your area of expertise. Four, ask yourself if your area of expertise matches with what your audience wants. And five, put together a free call. Now, you could promote this through social networking, email, media releases, posting on Craigslist, calendar listings, joint ventures, and, of course, affiliate partners. It's necessary to set up the teleseminar with the right technology and record the call. She also talked about marketing the back end. In other words, what are you selling on the call and making certain that we're following up using autoresponders. Kathleen went on to say that there are different types of teleseminars. They could be used as a bonus on another sale, as a preview free seminar to promote yourself, your products or your services, or getting a number of experts to have an expert series which could be charged or not, or perhaps being hired by a business to run a teleseminar for them or as the expert, as a bonus for another company's people or customers. A final comment was, define success for yourself and surround yourself with successful people. I really enjoyed the interview and I'm now more inspired than ever before to run more teleseminars. If you've enjoyed our session today, why not head over to our website where we have loads of resources on product creation, on sales, on marketing, and of course, on personal success. That's at theaccelerators I'll see you there.